Hey, welcome to the Juice Bar Experts podcast, where we are going to give you tips, tools, strategies for launching a new juice bar or scaling and increasing the profitability and efficiency in your existing juice bar. I'm your host, Andrew McFarlane. For the last 10 years, I've been in the juice bar business, running my own juice bars, as well as helping hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful juice businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to this episode. Hope you guys are feeling amazing. I'm feeling pretty amazing. I'm on day two of a pretty moderate kind of mild cleanse. Been drinking mostly water. Had some mango last night um, because I was recording another podcast episode with Andrea Maxim, which if you guys haven't heard is amazing. You should listen to that episode as well. But I needed my brain to be a little bit more sharp. And I find sometimes if I'm just drinking water and I'm like in a mild detox that I can't be as clear in my thinking and I just want to sleep. And so, um, but overall I'm feeling great. And today we are talking about how much does it cost to start a juice or smoothie bar? This is probably the top two, top three questions I get when I speak to people and when people reach out to me, which is natural, right? If you're starting a business, you are going to be curious as to how much it's going to cost you to start. Because if you don't know that, then you know, you're going to start investing money in something in a way that's blind. So it's wise to do your research. And while this is a common question, the answer is not so simple. And so I oftentimes equate this question to being very similar to asking how much does it cost to, let's say, um, buy a house or build a house, right? And the answer is it depends. It depends on a number of factors. And so in this episode, I'm going to hopefully be able to paint the picture for you all as to what the variables are and where you might find yourself in the multitude of variables and then give you by the end sort of an average high range, low range scenario that we see for, um, you know, in our experience and working with a lot of our clients. And with all that being said, Um, We do have a blog that we wrote about this. And so if you want to go into even greater depth and look at a spreadsheet we created with these high range, low range scenarios itemized by all the categories. So looking at equipment and uh, uh, rent and build out and all of this, um, then definitely visit our website, search in our blog section at startajuicebar.com. How much does it cost to start a juice bar? And it'll pop up and that'll give you more detail. But With that, I'm going to do my best to uh, articulate all of the variables, things you need to think about, things that can save you money, and hopefully paint a better picture for you throughout this episode. So the first thing to think about and to be aware of is we have listeners from all over the world, right? Different countries have different economic situations, uh, and so... That's the first thing. Some of the things I'm saying might sound so foreign to you because you don't even use the U.S. dollar. And in that case, uh, you know, you have to take a lot of this with a grain of salt. But also even within America or within different countries, there are different economic situations that cities have. And so a lot of times property values and the cost of living are going to be a pretty big factor in how much it costs you in particular in starting up your business. So if you're in the middle of New York City, which tends to be, uh, you know, one of the most expensive cities in the world, 
then the cost of doing everything is exponentially higher. If you're in the middle of America in a small suburban town where the cost of living is pretty low, it's moderate, then property values, cost of rent, and therefore cost of construction, and everything else also follows. And so that's one variable. The other thing that you have to look at is what is the business model that you're going to run? And what volume of sales are you planning to do? Because if you're going to cold press, for example, that requires a completely different kind of machinery that requires a completely different investment, right? Average commercial hydraulic cold press kind of starting price point is about $15,000 right now. And then you could go all the way to $25,000 or more, depending on what kind of model you buy. So that's one piece of equipment in the entire spectrum of equipment that you need to buy. The other thing that I mentioned is how much volume of business you're going to do. Now, if you're going to sell two or three or $5,000 a day, you need a lot more storage. You need a lot more refrigeration than someone who's only going to do $1,000 a day, right? So that's going to require a bigger investment in freezers and refrigeration. And so your equipment investment is going to be more significant. So these are you know other variables to look at. The other element is how big is your space and what is the condition of your space? If you have a 400 square foot juice bar, it's very different than building out a 1200 square foot juice bar. It's literally three times the size or bigger, right? We've got clients with spaces that are 2000 square feet. And so the larger your space gets, the more the cost of materials are going to be construction, the time to build it out generally, which means that you might pay more in rent. Um, and so that's the other thing. And then condition of the space. So how much work needs to be done, more or less? Or is there existing infrastructure that can be utilized? And if there is, then that will save you time and money. And potentially also save you um, work with having to hire an architecture, getting permits, certain permits done. You still need permits for your business, but it may reduce the amount of permits that you need. Is there, for example, an ADA compliant bathroom or do you need to upgrade the bathroom? Do you need to add a bathroom? These are all kind of the multitude of variables that could be involved with a building out of space, uh, either from scratch or some variation of that. The next element, which a lot of people actually don't think about uh, and are unaware of, is the lease terms that you negotiate with your landlord right? Landlords are in some situations, not all, but historically known for giving what's known as TI money. This stands for tenant improvement money. In essence, this is a rebate on your build out. We've had clients get anywhere from 50 to even $100,000 in very rare situations towards their build out. So if their entire build out cost was going to be, let's say 150,000, the landlord paid for 100,000 of that. Now, oftentimes, landlords are more incentivized to give you more tenant improvement money if, uh, when there is much more to do to the space and you're willing to sign a longer-term lease. If you're just going to sign a five-year lease, they're not 
heavily incentivized to do that. Not to say that they won't, but their incentive is usually coming from the length of the lease term. Now, a lot of people would be curious as to why a landlord would give you any amount of money to build out their space. Well, it's because from my perspective and understanding, it's, you know, their real estate is becoming more valuable when you're investing in their infrastructure. So when you put plumbing in a building and you put electrical in there, when that lease is over, you don't take those things with you, right? You don't saw cut the ground and then pull the plumbing out or, you know, rip the electrical out of the wall. You don't take the electrical panels with you, even though you paid for them, right? All those things are an investment and they stay with the landlord. They stay with the building. And so that makes their asset and they're in the real estate business. So it makes their asset more valuable and you're the person who is investing money in that asset. And so they may meet you halfway in that or they may take care of all of it or some variation of that. And so that's their incentive. And also even uh, for them in the future, it makes leasing out the space much more attractive because if someone finds out that there is a building that previously used to be a juice bar restaurant and they want to put another juice bar in there, well, now it's not going to cost them as much. And so uh, there's a lot of value to them in doing it, which is why they do it. And then the other thing that's connected to the lease terms is the length of the lease. So if you are uh, getting any duration of free rent in that length of the lease. Some landlords as well, maybe up to a year. That's as long as I've seen it. Um, some landlords might say you don't need to pay rent until the build out starts, or I'm sorry, until the build out is complete. Some landlords might say you get you get two months, four months, six months, right? There's a whole spectrum of, of that. And, you know, it's a bigger conversation, which uh, if I don't have a podcast yet, I don't recall if I've recorded one, I'll have to do some research. But if I don't, then I will create a podcast around uh, lease terms and lease negotiations just to give you guys some kind of higher level vantage point on what I've experienced in this. But a lot can go into it. And as you can probably assume assume and realize that it's pretty critical uh, in dictating how much you're going to invest in your business as a whole. So now that I've spoken about the multitude of factors, right, your the area that you live in specifically, the kind of business model you have, and the kind of uh, equipment you're going to need, how big the space is, what your lease terms are, all that taken into account. What is the average and what do I see as sort of high range, low range, as far as what you could expect to invest, assuming that you're in the United States or another developed nation? Generally, on the low side, when it comes to startup, if someone isn't cold pressing, they don't have a lot of infrastructure work to do in a space because there might be some existing things there. They're at about 75,000 to 100,000 on the very, very, very low end. And even this is something that I say it's possible to do, but you're you're bootstrapping a lot of it, the quality of the thing, you know, your presentation of the brand and everything might be compromised, but it is possible. So I, I don't want to make you think it's impossible to do it for $75,000. It just has to be the right situation. And it's usually quite rare that all the things align in order for you to do it for this price. On the higher end of the spectrum, as an average, our clients usually invest 
you know, 200 to 250,000. Now this is, uh, you know, usually spaces that need quite a bit of construction, are vanilla shells, um, they're cold pressing, they have money in reserve capital. Um, it's a bit more comfortable overall. Now that 250 might be 300 in some situations. We have had clients invest half a million dollars opening up juice bars, which I don't recommend to be honest. Um, if you have the resources and it's something that you want to do, you can definitely do it. Uh, but in terms of what's necessary, usually in most situations, it's not necessary to invest that much money in a juice bar. Kind of low range, 75,000. Higher range, 250,000, 300,000 as an average. Now, I guess the next most reasonable question is, how are you going to figure out what you need? Uh, because considering there's so many variables that you don't know about, and uh, you need to figure out how you're going to approach the financial aspect of the business, uh, what I'll tell you is there are ways to do it that you're never going to know exactly the number, right? Even if you thought you had it in your mind and you did as much research as you could and you said, okay, it's going to cost me $100,500.53. It's not going to cost you $100,500.53. It's just impossible to know, but you can approach your budgeting in a mature way that reduces the margin of error to a better degree. And a lot of this has to do with how specific you are in certain aspects of your business development in order to get a closer idea. So what I would suggest that you do is start by first having conversations with contractors in the area and, and getting an idea of the average price for construction per square foot, high range, low range, for a juice bar business that has X number of square feet that you're thinking about. Now, some contractors will be, just to give you some insight, they'll be hesitant to do this because they don't want to be held to a bid and, and believe that you're trying to get kind of a fixed number out of them, but just tell them it's for your budgeting purposes. You're trying to either raise money or see how much you need to allocate to make, um, do some financial planning, and you kind of need this information uh, preliminarily to take this approach. You can also do the same with the architects in your environment. An architect is usually a bit better at being able to give you a specific price while there could be variables on that specific location if you don't have a lease signed yet, right? Because some uh, locations have violations that are connected to them that they need to overcome. There's a lot of variables, but they should be better about giving you a closer price, you know, high range, low range. The spectrum isn't going to be as broad as in construction, whereas a contractor might say low end could be 100, high end could be, you know, 400, right? The, the spectrum could be a lot bigger with a contractor. But get some perspective bids and estimates from the people in your area. The next thing is really looking at your equipment list. If you can get as close to a final equipment list as possible, which I know can be difficult because if you guys don't have experience and you don't know what equipment you need, um, then reach out to us. We can definitely help you with that. But if you can get close to an equipment list that you might have, and that will, you know, you can get proposals on that because if you've got specific model numbers and know how many refrigerators you need and blenders and all of this, then you can know about how much your equipment's going to cost. And from my experience, you know, low range, 
20,000. And this, this also assumes that you're buying things new. Low range, 20,000. Higher range, 45,000. And depends on everything that you're making. Once again, are you making coffee? Are you making food items? Do you need uh, rice cookers and you know, soups? And are, you know your menu is going to dictate the equipment that you need. So I can't tell you exactly, but that's kind of the low range, high range. And the same thing goes for rents, right? You can do preliminary research. You want to research all the items. And like I said earlier on, we have a blog where we've done this and we've itemized everything kind of high range, low range. And you can see based on your model where you fit into that spectrum. But the other thing is depending on where your money is coming from, right? Budgets work two ways. One is this is how much money I need. So this is how much money I'm going to go and get, or this is how much money I have access to and then this is how much I have to spend. So I have to make it work within this amount. And my model is going to be um, adapting to my financial situation. Now, at some point, both of those things are going to happen. So once you even raise the money and it's your ideal amount, you still have to work your way backwards to this is how much I have in the bank and this is how much I have to spend. So I need to adapt my circumstance to fit within those financial parameters. And so... I hope that this at least gives you a bigger picture overall. And this is talking about a brick and mortar juice bar business. And we're all aware that there are different models you could get into. And I may do another podcast talking about that. Um, you know, looking at the juice truck model and how much it costs in the areas of focus. Um, we have a whole online course where I talk more about these things. So check out our website at startajuicebar.com and find out more resources there and reach me personally if you want to talk about how we can dive into your specific situation or there's any questions I can answer for you about your unique circumstance to kind of talk through things you can reach me at andrew at startajuicebar.com but overall I hope this episode has been insightful for you and enlightening I hope you're happy I hope you're healthy we're here to create a world where there are more healthy food service cafes and juice bars and businesses than there are unhealthy food service businesses because it doesn't make sense that there's more places that are not contributing to humanity's health than there are that are contributing to humanity's health. So we're here to create that world and we can do it together by empowering one another until next time. Take care. (laughs) 